This is Good Karma Wrestling. Welcome to another edition of GKW. I'm Gabe Nonson from ESPN Milwaukee. With me, as always, from ESPN West Palm, Brian Rowitz, and the true, true favorite son of Dusty Rhodes. You can catch him on ESPN 1000 in Chicago, Jonathan Hood. So let's go ahead and start with that, because it was a tremendous promo that Paul Heyman gave on Monday Night Raw with Cody Rhodes as they began their truck to try to build a story for them on their way to WrestleMania. But also on Friday Night SmackDown, we finally got the much-anticipated uh, interaction between Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns post-Royal Rumble. So right now, in WWE, what's doing more for you? Is it Zayn and Sammy, or excuse me, Sammy Zayn and Roman Reigns, or is it Paul Heyman and his promo battle against Cody Rhodes? Well, as as Broitz put on social media, we were asking, how do you get everybody invested in Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns? And we should have known. The answer, of course, is Paul Heyman. Yes. We should have known, right? We should have known. He's a genius. It's Paul Heyman. But it's not just here's something that we wrote in the back to be able to put a story together. You know what happens is is that it's about real issues, guys. It's about yep. real issues, a real story. As Jerry Jarrett wrote for the Memphis wrestlers back in the day, real issues make money, something that's real that you can make into a story. That whole story about Dusty Rose being broke, you know what? I feel like that I know a lot about wrestling. I didn't know that. Right. I didn't know that. I thought that all the time that Dusty, all the money he made in the NWA and he had his own jets and mink coats and um, was in WCW for a long time before it closed. I thought Dusty was fine. He was not. And the idea that, that Paul Heyman came to his rescue and kind of revitalized his career. I didn't know that. That was a real moment where Paul Heyman, I think was taken off guard. That was not acting. He was like, okay, I know we were going to talk about this. I didn't know you cut so deep. So we should have known. I think that yeah. Paul Heyman and Cody Rose have made, bro, it's a, a main event, or at least the beginnings of what is going to be a great main event. Yeah, I feel like we dropped the ball not thinking of Roman. I had a friend text me Monday night saying, I wonder if those two knew where they were going because of how real and genuine their emotions seemed. Like they both sort of seemed like, oh, that, that's what we're doing here. And obviously, you know, the last line of, hey, Roman's a favorite son. But they went all in. Like even the fact of Paul E mentioning, Hey, Dusty didn't train you, Cody. He trained Roman. He trained Rollins. He trained Becky and all these other guys and girls. They got me to buy in. A week ago, we sat here and said, I don't know, Mania, Roman, Sammy doesn't really do anything. I'm sorry, Roman and Cody. Paul Heyman changed all that. And he's always done that on the go-home show and getting you ready. This is two months out, but he got me interested in WrestleMania on Monday night. It's a good base, but it still has a long way to go. Sure. Sammy versus Roman is the best story WWE has told during this Roman Reigns run. Think about that. Roman Reigns has been the hottest guy in professional wrestling for two plus years. And yet the best story that they have and they've been able to tell in there is Sami Zayn. And I understand Triple H doesn't see Sami Zayn as the WWE champion holding up two belts at the end of WrestleMania, which is why we're getting it at Elimination Chamber. But with the story they were able to tell with those characters and everybody getting behind Sammy, yes, I don't want to take away what happened between Cody and Paul on Monday. It was a great base. But also, Paul is just one piece of this. There's so much more within the bloodline. And 
I don't know. There was a guy who was absent for that promo on Monday. His name was, you know, Roman Reigns, the champ. And, <laughs> and, and Paul can do a lot of that heavy lifting. But guess where Roman wasn't absent? He was there on SmackDown for the Sami Zayn angle. And I understand he probably had to be there more for that because it's more immediate than WrestleMania. But it's just so hard for me to buy into anything more than Roman versus Sami. And I can't imagine, as good as Paul is, because he did something that, like you said, we should have seen this coming. He did something on Monday. He he has me more intrigued, certainly about mm-hmm. Mania, but they just don't have the time to get me as invested into that story as I've been invested in Sammy versus Rome. Here's what's great about it, though, guys. It's like just for 15 minutes in the 9 o'clock Central Time uh, hour, they made you go from, oh, man, I can't wait to see Sammy versus Roman, to saying, look over here. Mm-hmm. They said, look over here, because I know that you may not think much about Cody. Hell, a, the, a lot of the young fans and even see Dusty Rhodes wrestle. So why does this mean so much for, for, for Cody? What does this story really mean? He's out there in a suit all the time, and he's definitely a squeaky baby face. But here's the thing. It took Paul Heyman to try to get to tell the story even further for you to be in, able to be invested. I love that because, yeah, we're all locked in on what Sammy's going to do against Roman because that's a blood feud now. But just for 15 minutes, it says, hey, look over here. This is the main event for WrestleMania. And so this is just the beginning. I'm sure there will be uh, building blocks for this, but at the beginning, it's really, really good. It's interesting. Yeah, they still have some time to build. And I saw Mick Foley on his podcast mention that, there still is that fear of if Sammy's moment, if the top of the mountain for Sammy is next week at Elimination Chamber and he loses and that's it, then fans could end up resenting Cody. And that's not Cody's fault. And a lot of times when the fans turn on Cody, it's not Cody's fault. But there still is that out there. If Sammy loses next Saturday at Elimination Chamber. Which he after, is. Uh, yeah. He's losing. Yeah. So then what? Like, then all of a sudden we don't care. And then all of a sudden we're going to care about Sammy chasing the tag titles? Like, it might be different when our emotions change after next week. So what if, Gabe, what if Sammy helps Cody win the championship? What if they're going to be able to say, hey, I couldn't beat Roman, but you know what? I'm going to help you get to uh, to get to your goal, Cody. You want to be the world champion? You want to do this for your dad? You want to do this for the mm-hmm. Rhodes legacy? I'm going to help you get there. Wouldn't that surprise you, me? But, you have here's, to. But, but, but here's why. Because Cody, just like everything else, Cody just can't fight all of the bloodline whatever that is well no because i think the the bloodline is is going to be broken up at this point right like i think it's it's going to be deteriorating in front of our eyes because here's the other thing i and and i don't know how you do this and and we'll i guess have some answers tomorrow night with the smackdown tag team championship because we still haven't seen jay don't know where jay is (laughs) so we're going to get some answers there tomorrow night on smackdown as well but if sammy doesn't win you have to get him as far away as possible. Like you cannot keep him in fans' minds. Like if he comes in to interfere in the main event of WrestleMania, like people are just going to be pissed off that it's not Sammy in this spot because Sammy's been the one who's been there for the last six months. And and look, that's not, again, to to Brian's point, like that's not Cody's fault. Cody gets injured and guys get injured in wrestling all the time. And when they get injured, not their fault. And Cody worked his ass off to get back to this point so they could continue to try to tell the story that they started with last uh, WrestleMania into Hell in a Cell before he was uh, eventually decided, you know, he, he actually needed to get surgery to get that gruesome injury fixed. But if Sami Zayn is anywhere near that title picture at WrestleMania, 
it's not going to go the way Hunter wants it to go. I guarantee you that because people love Sammy. Absolutely love him. And if you just, again, give us the reminder that this is what we wanted for Sammy and keep him close, crowd's going to turn on it like that. Well, how about this, Jay? How about the other side of it? What if Cody helps Sammy win next week? <laughs> and you get that pop. Imagine that pop in Montreal on Saturday night if Sammy Zayn is pinning Roman one, two, three. Oh, be be awesome. But nobody wants to see Sammy Zayn against Cody in WrestleMania. Even though WrestleMania sells itself, it doesn't matter who's in the ring. You put two dogs fighting in there, people are gonna sell it out. <laughs> and could you take Sammy, I'm trying to think of other ways, like Roman wins the title back before Mania. Like you do it on a Raw and get a rating pop that way. Do it on a Raw. Listen hey. to you. Hey, do trying to help the a... numbers. What is this, dynamite? What do you mean, do it on a Raw? <laughs> what are you, AD? You want to do it in front of 5,000 fans? You want to do that, AEW? What are you talking about? <laughs> do it on a Raw. I'm just trying to figure out a way to get to help them out because Sammy being the champ is still the way this has to end. And I know they're planting all those seeds like, I'd even throw out, there's something with Solo. When they did the whole thing, like, hey, have you talked to Jay? And he an answer, and Jimmy jumped in right away. Solo sort of had a look to where you think maybe he has actually spoken to Jay. And maybe, the, that's the other thing. If they drop the tag belts tomorrow night to Braun and Ricochet, then all of a sudden you don't even have Sammy chasing that. Like, if he's not well, even win the tag belts at Mania, then what? I do believe tomorrow night is SmackDown Championship only. Uh, so okay. I do believe the Raw Championships would still be in the possession of the Bloodline. Because, and again, they do this without saying it deliberately. Right. I, it felt like the you know the SmackDown tournament was a way to get the SmackDown tag titles back just with SmackDown and be able to split the tag titles. That's well, the I way it seemed to me. The other thing with like reports this week, and I don't remember who reported it, but... They still do not know how to split those belts. The report this week was it was supposed to be Rock versus Roman. It's a night two to end Mania. Night one was going to be a whole new world title. That was their solution. Like, well, let's just make a new one and do that night one. And that would be Cody versus Drew or Rollins or something. So they still don't know how to do that. And we're here in early February now. Mm. So if, well, however this happens, do are you guys comfortable with the Raw championship and a SmackDown championship. I mean, the only reason why we want to split is because Roman's held it for over 800 days. <laughs> That's the only reason why. But once we get back to whatever normal is, do you guys want to see a Raw championship and a SmackDown championship? Because then the question is, who's the world champion? That's not my whole thing with that. When they split the titles, it's like, well, who's the champion? Right. To me, always, whoever had the WWE championship, that was the champion. That is... Hogan, Backlund, Pedro Morales, you know, right. Undertaker. That, that's a champion. But well, then they see, had like a separate champion, which was a universal champion. Seemingly the only reason they want to split it is because they're getting pressure from their biggest partners. And that's mm. USA and Fox. They want to have a champion that they can, because, and it would be tough. It, it depends upon how much Ro, uh, Triple H wants to actually have a brand split and how true they want to stay to that. Because each of these TV shows wants to have a champion that's going to be there. That's going to be, and that's just not what Roman is anymore. Again, he's a special attraction. When he shows up on SmackDown, it's a big deal. When he shows up on Raw, it's a big deal. But it seems like, at least the rumors are, these television studios want to have a champion on their show. And guess what? When you when the people paying you the most money <laughs> want that, chances are that's probably what you're going to give them. You know what? USA doesn't deserve a champion. They're still trying to ram the Chrisleys down our throat. They're, They're in jail. jail. <laughs> They're, pretend They're pretending like nothing's happening. What the hell are you doing on Monday nights? 
No, there's people, these people are in jail. You don't get a spoiler alert, you. guys. Jeez, I thought we don't give out spoilers here. <laughs> oh, is that the last episode of that season? Series finale. Yeah. Series finale has the Grizzlies in handcuffs and in the back block. of a police car. I don't understand why you put me in this police car. I don't understand <laughs> what, what is going on here. You're in jail, Chris Lee. That's what's going on. Turns out I you got to pay your taxes, pal. Oh, you're hurting my wrist. I don't like this. Okay. <laughs> Well, well, Chris Lee, you're in jail, pal. That's what's happening. They're rolling it out there during Money Night Raw, like, coming up next, the new Chris Lee's. They're in jail. What do you mean, new Chris They Lee's? just do not care. USA oh doesn't give a rip. <laughs> Pretending like it didn't happen. Oh, That's a play out of the WWE page playbook, though. Pretending like that something didn't happen. <laughs> oh, man. So the, the problem with, I, I don't think Triple H is changing his mind. I don't think he's going to change his mind and because Elimination Chamber is coming too quickly. Like, And once Elimination Chamber is done, they're going to move on to Cody versus Roman. And, man, this is just going to have an unfulfilling ending. And I said it last week, and I'm still scared of that. I'm just so scared of this great storyline having an ending that's unfulfilling. Um, because Sammy, Sammy's going to get dispatched of like he was never there. And it's... Well, like I, I cuz I don't even imagine it's going to be a long match. Like he's going I I I honestly believe Sammy in the main event in Montreal is going to get squashed next week. No <sighs> shot. As he's not getting squashed. It's going to be a banger. It's going to be a lot of near falls and it's going to be a terrific match. But again, it's going to be Sammy just coming up a little short and maybe it's going to be uh one of the Usos or Solo Sokoa interfering. It's not going to be quick though. Nope. That's going to be a really good match. That'll be I will say his spear falling. looked really good Friday. He, he's been practicing quality. that. That looked good. That's going to be match of the year quality. We'll, we're going to d- decide in December if, if that's going to be one of the matches of the year. I'm telling you. Only because it's the match, Gabe, but also the atmosphere is going to be electric. Montreal? Oh, my God. It's going to be unbelievable. But, again. If those two put on a match of the year quali- quality, then I'm going to be even more pissed off. <laughs> because if it's match of the year and it's not headlining mania when it should be headlining mania, what the hell are we doing? Well, I mean, it's a cop out, but what are the chances Uso catch, you know, cost Sammy and they go triple threat at Mania? They love to do that. Just throw someone else in there. And even in that situation, Roman doesn't have to take a pin. Cody pins Sammy, wins the belt that way. And then, you know, a Roman rematch at SummerSlam or something. He just, he, he just can't help himself, Gabe. I mean, for six months, he's been trying to get Sam yes. Zayn in an event. It's just so ridiculous, man. Yes, he's a number one baby face, but this is not Austin. This isn't Brian Danielson. This is not the type of it baby is, face. It is, though. No, well, I mean, they don't see him as world championship material, as you well know. You know they don't see that. Again, Correct. 100%. But they're wrong. I think they're wrong. It, 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 it's 2023. It doesn't matter at this point in time, right? It doesn't Correct. matter. But yeah, on the other channel, we have a, a a prick in MJF as a champion. So it doesn't yeah. matter who's at the that top. That commits vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> so he, I mean, yes, he, he does. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so I mean, come on, man. They come didn't on. see Kofi as a champ. They still don't see Kofi as a champ. They still gave us that moment, though. And it's I still agree. something we remember. I agree. I agree. This is, but, but this is going now. to be – this is, by the way, this is Hunter's – First real big test. Uh How he navigates this is going to either take away all the goodwill that everyone had of, hey, he's not Vince. He's doing a lot of great (laughs) things. Or if he handles it poorly, then all that goodwill is gone. 
and everybody is going to become as critical as they were of Vince when Vince was at the end of booking. Yep. I think that's going to happen. I think you nailed it. What will happen is, and we're calling it here on GKW, we're calling it right now. If Cody becomes a champion, it's fine. You can, he can be the champion, but there will be resentment in some places like, oh, this is the WWE champion, but the real champion is Sami Zayn. And here we go again, the same spiral that we had with Vince when he was booking it. Same situation. Here's Cody with the suits and saying whatever he wants to say, and he's kind of like the corporate champion because he looks that way. And here's Sami Zayn with his aluva kick. Here's the, here's the people's champion, right? And he doesn't get a chance to be the heavyweight champion. This is where we are again. This has been the this has been part of this company for a long time. That story I just told, where mm-hmm. you really like somebody that doesn't become champion, but the other person becomes champion. Cena, Batista, Triple H, all those guys. When you had popular guys that should have had the title, Booker T, you know, Brian Danielson, all those guys, right? But they had to wait their turn or never got their opportunity. But I wonder though, like in terms of it being a Triple H test, like does free agency sort of push him? Because there are going to be wrestlers out there that look more like Sammy and act more like Sammy than they do corporate Cody. Do they look at it and say, oh, I never am really going to get there. I mean, when we talked to Gargano, he had sort of accepted like, hey, I want to be the IC champion. That was sort of his goal. And we've talked about how he's sort of been misused since he returned. Are there guys out there that look at it and say, oh, I guess that company really isn't for me. Like, does that put pressure on Hunter? Um, I, I still think that Hunter has the out of, hey, this guy broke a throne making fun yeah. of me at one of the first pay-per-views of the event he, he, he started. He came here, and I still made him champ. So sure. I think he still has that in his back pocket in terms of a free agent pitch of, hey, this is, this is the way I do business. I think he still has that in his back pocket. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I, I'm still, even though we know what the, the finale is going to be with Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns, I still want to see the match because this is going to be so red hot. Like, I, we kind of know what the end's going to be, but it's still going to be fun. But still, I like that we have question marks, more question marks and answers as we get to WrestleMania because we still don't know. Yes, it is Cody's title shot, but what happens between right. now and WrestleMania? How does Sami Zayn get involved? And what's up with the bloodline? So at least the WWE is keeping it hot with that, where we really don't know what's going to happen. And it's fun to care about next week. Like, when do we care about an elimination chamber? Like, that whole card, the way they're booking it up right now, is like, oh, this is a big deal next weekend. Uh, By the way, we will have a special GKW immediately following the elimination chamber (laughs) next Saturday. So make sure you put that on your calendars and join us right here on GKW as we react to Sami Zayn not being able to win. The WWE yes. Undisputed Universal Championship. You don't have to go anywhere else. You come right here where you watch on Twitch and YouTube and listen on the podcast. Come right here at the Elimination Chamber. And we will the reason why, the reason why we're really doing this because we want to see we want to see this guy cry right here. We <laughs> just cry and ball like a baby. That's what we want to see. Heel J Hood coming out. He wants to make Brian cry next weekend. Tears of joy. Let's Sammy title run begins. Either way, he's crying. Either way, like if the impossible happens, he's crying about that too. So he's gonna. There are gonna be tears regardless. If Sammy shows up, I'm not. I'm not gonna be part of the show. If he wins the championship, I'm out. Absolutely not. Let's go ahead and move on here on GKW. The other top stories going on in professional wrestling. Something we like to call the three count. What's at number one, Brian? Guys, reports out this week, Fightful says that talent has been told that Ring of Honor will start taping weekly TV in Orlando at the end of February. We've been hearing that a lot recently. So, guys, what would it take to get you to watch Ring of Honor TV weekly? Oh, man. (laughs) 
I'm trying to think. I mean, because WWE Honor in LA Friday, March 31st. So, like, I, I, so I, I feel like I'll watch the pay per views just because I know those are going to be bangers. Like right now, with the roster that they presumably have for ROH, we know it's a bunch of people that can go. I guess it all depends upon what this thing is going to turn into. If it's going to turn into what Tony said his initial vision of it was and being developmental, I, I guess maybe I don't watch NXT, the development, which is now absolutely without a doubt, the developmental for WWE. I would watch, um, you know, even though it was developmental, then I would watch a lot of the, the NXT takeovers because you knew, and yeah. they had established they were going to have bangers. They brought in people who are independent stars and you knew could put, just put on shows in the ring. And that's the way I kind of look at uh, ROH right now. I'll probably watch the pay-per-views because I know the matches are going to be bangers. But on a week-to-week basis, you can only have so much bandwidth as a wrestling fan, right? Like, you can only have so much bandwidth. And I can't imagine unless they... Honestly, the one thing, and maybe this ruins what we're about to talk about as well coming up here on the three count, if they put CM Punk in ROH, that's about what he would take to make me watch ROH on a weekly basis. Um, the answer to the question is a free link every week. <laughs> free link. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. I ain't going to pay for it. Free link. And, and so you're right. We have so much bandwidth, but you know that the ROH shows are going to be good. You know they're going to be good. And I got to I got to pick a choose. The wrestling. I guess uh, here's the thing, Jay Hood. The wrestling's going to be good. Yes. I I have I have some concern about the creative of ROH because again, as as wrestling fans, we only have so much bandwidth. And even Vince knew, like NXT, Hunter, you're taking that over. Hunter has HBK doing that stuff. Like you only have so much bandwidth as a creative booker if you're Tony Khan. If he's also booking ROH, I start to become concerned because then he's stretching himself way too thin between three television shows a week. It seems like a lot. See, but here's the thing, though. And and Brian's probably different than the two of us. We'll watch the pay-per-views and we'll review it on GKW. I got no problem with that because once it's in the ring, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as far as a week-to-week story... That's where Tony Khan will lose me here because I'm sure some of it will be light on story. Claudio's heavyweight champion still, correct? Yeah. Still yes. heavyweight champion? Okay. Well, you got to make me care, right? I know that he's a hell of an athlete and people have been rooting for him for a long time. Well, give me an opponent. Give me somebody that that in which you feel like Claudio could lose. He's a babyface in this situation right now. So, you know, I'll be watching the pay-per-views. I can't commit to the week-to-week because we got so much stuff to to watch right now. So, but when it comes to the pay-per-views, absolutely. Because uh, we know from even the last ROH show, bro, it's the matches, there was nothing less than a B-plus on those shows. Maybe a B-minus, maybe. But I think everything was excellent their last show. Yeah, and they all have been. And I think that's the thing where, you know, also tomorrow on Rampage, Mark Briscoe speaks. Uh, They're doing Mm -hmm. something with him. I, I assume that's Ring of Honor related. But it does come down to just sort of the bandwidth and the time. Like, yes, I would love to watch it every week. There's also times where, you know, you see the card for darker elevation. It's like, Ooh, that match would be fun to watch, but there are only so many hours in a week, you know, between work and family and things like that. I don't see myself watching them every week, but despite the matches, like they're giving us those pay-per-views every week. So, you know, I'm going to pay for it every few months. Cause we don't even know what the schedule is. Like it's inconsistent at this point. So why am I going to pay for that every week is the question. So I hope they somehow find a way to grab me. But at this point, like Rampage at times is even a tough watch every week. So the Mark Briscoe thing, and I don't mean to be dark, but I'm thinking that they might ask or they might talk about the tag team championship situation 
Is he getting a tag team partner? Boy, you could really use a heel GM at this point in time. Oh, a heel GM. Oh, well, yeah, you don't have your brother anymore. Stripping the titles. Like, it's something like, I mean, you talk about nuclear heat. I mean, that's something that you could do. You could write that. Uh, but I mean, I, I would say, like, what about having a heel champion and let him chase the world title? That's, that's fine. But, I mean, like, that's not going to work with Claudio, though, as the champ. I'll fi- I'm fine with Claudio against Briscoe if that's ever going to happen. I'll take that. I love that match. But then or- I feel like the crowd turns on Claudio in that situation. It's a no-win situation for him. Exactly. <laughs> Jay Hood doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> Jay Hood doesn't care about Claudio. He's going to rip about the BCC. <laughs> exactly. Exactly what I want right there. But I, okay. I think it- I think he's either going to find a tag team partner or something's going to happen with those tag team championships. It, it has to. Yeah. God, you you just nailed it though. If they had a heel authority figure just to Ooh. strip them, oh Ooh. man, that's Ooh. something you could get behind, and that's Ooh. something that could actually no. Because the, again, the other thing is it's behind a paywall, man. Like nine ninety nine right. a month, and that doesn't include the pay per views. And that doesn't include the pay per views. Like I, I just I'm I'm not a wrestling fan. Like I did go back um on on like a you know in the month of january if i just happen to be sitting around instead of watching random college basketball game at 3 p.m in the afternoon i flipped on an old rumble because i'm crazy about the rumble right so i watched a couple old royal rumbles but i'm also like i just got married in june we don't have kids if if i'm a wrestling fan with kids i know i don't have that kind of time and luxury to just throw on you know, old, old ROH classic matches on a Saturday afternoon, you're going to have other things going on in your life. So I, I'm not the type of wrestling fan that is going to go back and watch a ton of the old stuff. I like that it's there and available with WWE network through Peacock, but I just don't, I'm not someone who's going to take advantage of that and think it's worth it. 999 for, for Peacock. I pay what I pay for Peacock because I get them, I get Elimination Chamber, right. I get WrestleMania, yeah. I get every pay-per-view or premium live event that I want with WWE. It's a tough sell to then for a product that presumably is lesser than, it is lesser than, WWE. Okay, I get a weekly show, but I don't get your best stuff? Where WWE gives me their best stuff and the premium live events. And WWE also gives you the rest of the Peacock stuff. I couldn't tell you many things on Peacock, but you have that at your uh, uh, luxury base. I just started watching Poker Face. Poker Face okay. is pretty good. I, go. I'd recommend yeah. it. They advertise that a lot. <laughs> Enjoy your classic WWE now before they start taking it off the shelves. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, they have an issue with people not watching the quote-unquote old stuff. And the old stuff is what I'm actually attracted to to refresh my memory of this stuff. But it starting to take off some of that old territory wrestling and some of the other stuff. So I'm troubled by that. <laughs> but how much do you watch it? Frequently? Uh, once a week, if we got if we have something about the show that kind of relates sure. to the past, I'll just turn it on just to say what happened in that match. Okay, I got it. Because if I can't get it on Daily Motion, I'll have to go to uh, <laughs> to the Peacock <laughs> Network to be able to find it. You know, so yeah, that that so they're starting to pull that old stuff off, and that's not good. Because if you're an old wrestling fan like me, I like to go back and watch like old WWE. You know, the uh, the Stone Cold era, how it began. Sure. I love that old stuff. Either way, I think we all agree ROH has a hill to climb to try to build that weekly audience, especially because it's certainly behind that paywall. What do we got at number two, Brian? Gabe sort of mentioned Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio says that CM Punk will be available to come back in a couple of months. Should AEW still use CM Punk? Yes. 
Yes. Yes. What? What? They they drew what? Eight ninety nine last night. Back under nine hundred k. You want to get back? You want to get back to a mill? You you work it out with CM Punk. Yeah, everybody's got to grow up. And I understand CM Punk called them, or excuse me, Seth Rollins at uh, you know called him a cancer. Stay away from WWE. Called him a cancer. And he's obviously not the only one who feels like that. We've heard similar, not exact, but similar comments from guys like Chris Jericho in in AEW. But no one can deny that CM Punk is a draw. And he certainly has allies in that, well, I guess his biggest allies. We don't know yeah. if they're going to be in the AEW locker room going forward with FTR. They do a podcast now, or one of yeah. them does. Um, but CM Punk's a draw, man. I think you got to figure it out. It seems that you know he had a fan in Darby Allen. Both those guys enjoyed working that first match back that CM Punk had. Dude's a draw. And if you if if Tony Khan is talking about, as he has this past week, getting more money in their next contract for Rampage and Dynamite, CM Punk, I think, helps you accomplish that because he is still a draw in professional wrestling. This, this is the theme of the show today. Real issues draw money. That's what Jerry Jarrett said. If If Tony Khan does not make a dollar out of this, then he really is a mark. For CM Punk. Now I'm just I'm just telling you, like, if you can't bring both parties together and say, CM Punk, um, you're gonna be available in a couple of months. So what do you want to do after revolution? What do you want to do here? And uh you bring everybody together. Chris uh, we talked about Chris Jericho has a problem with CM Punk on the record, and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega have a problem, and CM Punk, I don't uh, again, you're right. And let's until FTR comes back, what allies does CM Punk have? But it's funny because we see this on social media all the time. Like, there's a lot of people that actually like CM Punk for being a mentor back there, but he just had a bad moment, a horrible moment. He's sitting there eating pastries and winning the AEW championship and calling everybody out and calling out Scott Colton for no reason at all, call Colt Cabana for no reason. So, you've got to me. Gabe, you got to find a way to get all the parties together and then find out how this works. To me, it's Hangman against CM Punk first. What did he go at? He went at, He went hard at Hangman. Told, yep. Said he was an idiot, dumbass, all this other stuff. Man, that has to be the match. It has to be. It, it yeah. starts there for me. But if you don't put that in the ring for you for that to be on pay-per-view, not Dynamite, not a, a Dynamite in Sunrise, Florida. I'm uh, talking Rampage about, then? Is that Rampage? <laughs> That's where he debuted. I mean, that's his show. You got to take it from Mox. Do it in front of JR. Let me call it. Let me call it. No, no, get in the back. So to to me, you got to put that in the ring. You have to. So that's the thing. I agree with you. I do think it was a low moment. Like he's probably pissed off realizing he was injured again and was going to take time off again. You have to find a way to do it. We mentioned FTR. I want the punk punk and FTR versus the elite every day of the week. Like, that should main event a pay-per-view. I don't care what you have going on in the world title scene. Meltzer mentions they're lacking in the babyface department right now. Yes, Brian is over, but no, none of us expect him to win next month. So, like, who is their top babyface right now? Like, Punk would be that. Punk is a draw. The numbers are what they are. They're good. They're not great right now. They have to want him at this point. And, look, if, if FTR, per them, set to be free agents in the coming months. You're telling me you couldn't convince FTR to come back in a trios championship, like type of, you know, storytelling with CM Punk. Like, come on, man. I think they sign up for that. Like, 
And also, if you're Tony, like that rights are wrong. We've all talked and criticized the way he used FTR. That fixes everything in my eyes if you give us that trios match. The S boys are the champions right now. You couldn't <laughs> figure it out with FTR. They had every other championship in wrestling other than the WWE ones, and you couldn't get them on. Like, yes, I think you could write a wrong. You could tell them you could tell a hell of a story. And we know you we know CM Punk FTR versus the Elite is going to be fantastic in the ring. You put that in Chicago on Labor Day for all out. Yes. Easy. Easy. Play, I mean, the place is going to sell out. You're going to sell a, a, a lot more, um, you know, views for people buying the pay-per-view. But it just, it makes way too much sense. But again, it ta- it's going to take somebody to be an adult in the room and be able to stand up to everybody involved and go, guys, we got to figure this out. Would Tony have the sort of uh, patience to not announce it beforehand? Could he make a CM Punk return a surprise? <sighs> I think. No, yes. I. Oh man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He should. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's got to be a surprise. Not should. Can he? Yeah, I agree. I he he should. I think he can. I, I think he. Can. You know, yeah. Punk. Punk does a run in. And okay, so that dynamite doesn't get the number. Sure. But CM Punk speaks after a run in that next Wednesday, you're over a million guaranteed. Okay. Guaranteed. So, let me just circle back to something that you said, because I was just making a short list while you, while we were talking here. I heard Melter also say this. And I'm gonna get back to CM Punk in just a second. But I heard that same report that you heard, bro. It's about how he feels that AEW needs is bereft of baby faces. Well, here's how you don't build a baby face. You don't have to catch it up tap out to mjf right. now whatever you think that whatever you think of Takeshita, he's over people mm-hmm. like him and i know he's still kind of new on the scene but all we've seen him do is lose so if you're trying to build a baby face anybody could have took on mjf uh on dynamite last night and and tapped out but with Takeshita, someone that they were trying to get some momentum behind and he had to tap out in the under the circumstances that's how you don't b- build a baby face Whatever you think of Orange Cassidy or the Elite at this point in time, they're baby faces. Whatever you think of them, they are. Wardlow is is there. Um, Hooks that feels there. Like it's lost some steam. Who's that? Wardlow. Well, now he's back in the mix with Samoa Joe. Like, can you use more baby faces? Yes, but you have to book them right. You have to book <laughs> them right. Are you a heel company or are you a babyface company? For for years, WWE was a babyface company. The top guy was Cena or Hogan or whoever, Undertaker. Those guys were the top dog, and it was a babyface company. It's more of a heel company now with, with Roman Reigns, but he's been successful. So it's still a young company. I heard Melter say that too, and I was thinking about him like, well, they're still a young company. But at the same time, Tony Khan has to be able to build babyfaces. He's got to build them. Well, and, and they do have some. But they're also young. Like they're they're nowhere near the title. I mean, Ricky Starks was in the title picture, and and they clearly want to build him back up. You mentioned Hook, but he's still so young. And then Hook, the guy who's been Hook's tag team partner, and has goals of winning singles championships this upcoming season in Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Like they have the young guys there, but it's just a matter of getting them to the point where they're going to be ready to be the world champion, ready to take on MJF and and be that new top face in the company. Well, the other, I would also throw in uh, Mox and Hangman, but they're just sort of in this directionless feud right now. And they've already been in the title picture. And, you know, the Hangman title run was not the best. So there's just something missing right now. And this should be your time to have those top faces when you have your top heel as a champion. 
like having them chase and go through that whole pursuit should be what you're making money off of right now. The way it's being built, like Brian Danielson is the biggest baby face in the company. That's how it's yeah. being built. He's getting his ass kicked every week. But the point is, though, right. people respect him just like they respected Gabe's guy Moxley. Same mm -hmm. way. Same way. Banger matches, bleeding every night, and, and uh, every dynamite, every rampage, but getting <laughs> respect from the audience. But there's something to be said about that homegrown talent. That really should be Wardlow. It really should mm -hmm. be. Like, after this whole thing with Samoa Joe, it's time for him to be in the title picture, for him to get his comeuppance again on MJF. I'll pay for that. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Right? But as far as CM Punk, like, like my whole bottom line is that, yes, uh, CM Punk should return to AEW and somehow get this together because when you really need layered storylines and, like, certain things to watch, people will be watching that. And I, and we have uh, – it was James that checked in and said Young Bucks – and Omega against FTR and Punk. Yep. That's what you, that's what you want to see. Absolutely. No brainer. No brainer. And it's interesting you guys mentioned having like the adult in the room. I do wonder if the adult in the room ends up being the Warner and it's not a Tony Khan and it's Warner stepping in and saying, "Hey, if this guy's available and we're paying this guy and we've seen what he does for ratings and views and merchandise, you need to have him on TV every week." Yep. I agree. It's it seems like a simple solution. I don't have the highest <laughs> hopes for it. I just don't right. think it's going to ultimately happen, even though I st still sit here hope and that everybody can come together and they can make money off of this. Because I, I just think back to last Memorial Day, coming off of Double or Nothing, how high we were on AEW mm -hmm. and how it's kind of just been slowly <laughs> spiraling down since then. It just hasn't yeah. been the same. And maybe this could be the, the jolt that gets them back to that level of what we thought they were at and then what they could be from there. Cause that was the exciting part where, where do they go from here? They just delivered their best pay-per-view let's go. And instead it's gone the other direction. Hey, what we saw, but we saw Gabe and, and Brian, some of the best uh, night of wrestling TV wrestling we've seen in a long time. Yep. That was, it was a fantastic night of wrestling. Oh, last really night. Good. Yeah. It's fantastic. But then what else? Right. And the number doesn't help that case. Like for everyone that enjoyed last night, when the number is coming in just under 900, they're like, oh, I guess we can't book a night like that anymore. I mean, I listen, we appreciate it as wrestling yes. fans. I enjoyed uh -huh. the hell of that show. But then the fans are like, okay, so after MJF, who was on the TV a ton, yes. um, so what else? What else after that? Which, because once again, kids, WWE is about moments. <laughs> And AEW is about the wrestling. And it's different. And it's, they're both great. Mm -hmm. But what wins out in the end? Yep. Things you remember or matches that you forget? Brian, what do we got at number three? One of those matches last night ended the show. The Guns knocking off the Acclaim to win the AEW Tag Team titles, ending the Acclaim's 140-day reign. Guys, what's next for the AEW Tag Team division? Well, clearly you're, you're going to have a rematch here. Um, I, it's, I, I can't believe that the ass boys are AEW tag team champions. Um, Without a Billy Gunn turn, which seemed like the obvious but, path last night. Yeah. I mean, that that's the interesting part. And, but maybe that maybe they're saving that for the rematch. And then Billy Gunn turns on them. And that's how you still establish them as this heel champion that can keep the championships, right? That that's to me, you know, that's how they're going to cheat their way into keeping them and, and then ending this feud and moving forward. 
Um, but this division, despite it being at one point in time, I thought the the strongest in all of AEW, it's kind of weak right now. You don't have FTR. Young Bucks are doing their, tri- their trios thing. So I, I didn't even know like who would be next in line. Once once they're done with this, like who who would be the first babyface challengers? I mean, it's it's not gonna be Jungle Hook, because they ain't gonna lose to the ass boys. Jungle Hook was was pretty fun for the two matches that they've had, but they've the first time it was supposed to be one time only, then they did it a second time. I don't think they can keep going back to that well. This is a, a, a division that again used to be so incredibly strong. And now what we're going to see Matt Hardy send out private party. I, I just don't know what this division has in it anymore. Despite it, when, when the company started this, without a doubt, especially with the young bucks kind of driving that train was the best division that they had in, in young AEW. And it's just disappeared. So top flight beat the young bucks on TV, which is a surprise mm-hmm. to all of us, but it was trying to get a young tag team over. And we've seen them lose a lot too, but they've been so impressive in these matches. And like, I'm not going to do the wins and losses don't matter because they do matter in that company because Mm -hmm. it's based on the viewer. When they see a a wrestler or wrestlers on the TV, they're like, ah, they're going to lose, right? Or But then you get a surprise victory. I'm like, okay, top lights on their way. That's the next tag team that I would see. Or like you said, private party or something like that. They don't have established tag teams. It's only because, once again, both companies don't, they just don't have that stack of tag teams where you can look at it and say, I can't wait for this tag team to be the heavyweight champion, uh, tag team champions. So um, I have no problem by what, by the way, the finish, because if anyone has a problem with uh, the ass boys being the tag team champions, then you have to understand the business. I have no problem with the baby faces chasing the heels mm-hmm. because that's going to be a rematch at revolution or at some point. So it's okay. It's okay for, uh, for them to chase the tag team champions, you know, like the ass boys, they don't impress me. You know, it's funny. Both of those guys to combine, they make Billy Gunn. Like one has charisma, <laughs> and the other one has height. Like it's where Austin and Colton actually make up Billy Gunn. You notice that? Like sure. one of them is really tall, and, and you can see see the muscular definition. The other one's got a great talker, but shorter. Right. So if you put them both together, oh my God, it's Billy Gunn. <laughs> so I agree with you. I have no problem with them winning. I think they've become more entertaining as a team. Like they're not great, but I no. do think like the sort of rise of the acclaim has definitely masked the deficiencies in that tag team division. And I think also the trios title adds to it because I agree. Top flight is probably that next team, assuming they can stay healthy, which has not been, you know, in their favor when it comes to AEW. But they had that banger trios match last night. Yeah, I but do- they lost that one. But again, right, they, they, they did, step yes. up and they lose. You know, so you build momentum and then stifle it. Like honestly, the only team I can think of to like potentially knock off the ass boys if they're not just going to give it right back to the acclaim, which honestly I hope they don't, is just throwing singles guys together. So like Starks and Andretti, like they've sort of been pushing that. Like when he finishes the Jericho stuff, it's something to do for Starks. Like sure, that seems to be the only way to do it at this point. Sure. And that's just such a play, you know, that's such a play out of the WWE playbook. Yes. And this was supposed to be a company that cared about tag team wrestling uh-huh. because of FTR, who again, they didn't really care right. about because of the young bucks. Like this, they were, this was going to be a company that cared about tag team wrestling and the division has just completely fallen apart. Yeah, I, And the I, other I, one I'll push, cause I think yeah. any chance to spotlight them is good is house of black. And I know it doesn't really make sense right now is, you know, heel and heel, but like, Anytime you get those three on my screen, I'm good. 
But as House of Black, to me, House of Black is, sure, they're kind of heel, but they're kind of more tweeners than anything else. They're just in it for themselves. They'll do whatever sure. it takes to win. I, I don't... I, I see them being successful in a heel versus heel matchup. That's right. Any given AEW, I can only speak for I can only speak for Indianapolis, Chicago, and Milwaukee because that's only the places I've seen AEW. They get a, a really hot reaction because that entrance is cool. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like cool heels. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So uh, so there's about a hundred factions in AEW. Somebody <laughs> should be able to spin out and make a tag team. These yes. these dormant factions that they have. It's like somebody's got to spin out and be able to be in a tag team or be in the title picture. And it's like, this is what happens. We have a roster filled with really solid talent, really good talent and don't know what to do with them. (laughs) That's, that's what's happening in this company. I I mean, I would be a fan if they figured out a way to get 2.0 involved in our guy, Matt Menard. Oh, he he's he's in matches to lose in ninety seconds. Apparently. I know. Was it even ninety seconds last night? I'm sad for Daddy Magic last night. Oh. Roll up, roll up, roll up. <laughs> Don't do that to Menard. He's better than that. Stop. He's Hookhausen, the epitome can we do that again. Sports entertainers, and that's the way you treat him. Come on, TK. What do we do? I just you know. I, I see that gauntlet match with Ricky Starks. And again, you're trying to build a baby face and Jericho's favorite little deal of a mass wrestler outside the ring, Judas effect. And there's no security to take that guy. No. Just standing and there. Excalibur couldn't figure out who was this. What is this fan oh doing? God. Oh my God. Commentary. Um, so yeah, that's just, that was wild last night. It really was. Yeah. <sighs> I have, uh, I have some information for you, Gabe. Ooh, hit me. About last night's, uh, I was telling Bro, it's this before the show. My friend Michael Tipton was at uh, in El Paso to watch the game. I uh, watched the show, and he said that I asked him. I said, "What was the house like?" He says it was sold out. It was is typical El Paso, by the way, because they come, they come, and they walk up and get their tickets. So there's this old story about Eddie Guerrero, right? When Eddie Guerrero was champion, yeah. and Vince, Vince looked out the the uh, the curtain. And he saw like nobody there, right? This is like at six o'clock. God damn, pal, where are your fans? And Eddie's like, "Don't worry, they'll be here, bro. They'll be here, right?" And six thirty, uh, bell times at seven. God damn, where are they, pal? Don't worry, bro. They'll be here. And then like somebody goes to the box office, and like from the mountains, here come people from El Paso. <laughs> They're coming down like five thousand people all at the same time, getting walk up tickets, and they sold it out. That's how they wow. do it in El Paso. They do it. They uh, they're all about the walk up tickets. They're about about online and trying to get the tickets ahead of time. They come from the mountain. They come from the parking lots day of to buy tickets, and it was sold out. So in this situation, he said that the building that they were in uh, was built in 1942. Sure. And I asked him if you noticed, if you watched that show very closely, there was this section that was dark, right? If you noticed, that, and I was like, oh, they're covering up empty seats. He goes, no. That wasn't empty seats. That's an old garage door that they've that's been there. They just they just darkened it so you couldn't see it. Like there's a big garage door. That's why it was dark on like one side. I don't know if you noticed it. That's what happened last night. So that place was built in 1942. They said he went they went to the smaller arena, which is smart, right? You mm-hmm. first time yeah. you're running it, five thousand fans, pretty good for them. And 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 once again, a really hot crowd in Texas. Yeah, they were into it. Yeah, they were super into it last night. All right, Brian, what's, what do we got in news and notes this week? 
All right, guys. Jerry the King Lawler is recovering after suffering a massive stroke on Monday at his home. He was released from the ICU today. His Twitter account says his speech is limited, but is expected to recover fully. Oh, man. This, this guy's had a couple of hard health scares yeah. now in the last five to ten years. Um, you know, great to hear that he's that he's recovering. But, I mean, there was, there was a few hours a couple of days ago where it was really scary um, with the initial reports that were coming out. Jerry Lawler has wrestled in a match since 1970. How incredible is that? That's not, a, I'm not kidding. Right. He's wrestled, I, I read this, he's wrestled in a match at least once every year since 1970. That's insane. And, and this is the same year where he almost died in Montreal on Raw, thanks to Dolph Ziggler's 12 elbows to his chest. Right. You get, I mean, he's an old man, he gets 12 elbows, and it's like, yeah, go back to commentary. Yeah, he's fine. Right. And then almost dying, in the, you know, dying at commentary. Um, so obviously, um, the king will have his streak broken. I think at some point, because I'm sure he had something booked for WrestleMania weekend at so, you know somehow some show. Uh, but I'm hoping the best for him. It looks like he's turning it around. Yeah. These guys, him and Flair and Terry Funk, these guys, they've been around forever. They've dealt with so many health scares, and they still are kicking. God yeah. bless them. Jim Ross, Jimmy Hart, also, you know, part of seeing him, talking to him. So it's cool to sort of see that stuff. Yeah. Mandy Rose went on sessions with the Renee Paquette podcast, says she never got a warning about her fan time account, says she showed up to TV on Tuesday. They told her she was dropping the belt that night. The next day, they called her to tell her she was being released. Hmm. That's tough. That's a tough <laughs> look. Um, because I, when, it, when it initially happened, everybody just kind of assumed that, hey, here are your options. Right. And she chose that. And then, you know, and again, I guess this this may have raised her profile even more because she made over a million dollars, I think, in the month of December. Yep. December um, alone, topped yeah, a million dollars on that. Topped Ooh, a million dollars. Man. Good for her. <laughs> right. Um, but it's, I don't know. I, I don't like that. I, I don't like the fact that they didn't give her the option. Um, and granted, I think if they gave her the option, seemingly she would have chosen not WWE. But it seems kind of strange that they did not... <laughs> Hi, Mandy. Um, <laughs> it, it seems strange that they didn't give her the option. Well, it's interesting. Like listening to that podcast, she talks about the fact that going into it, like she after they told her she was dropping the belt, she's like, "Oh, I'm probably going to be, you know, released here." But she created the account, like she said, almost a year ago. She thought it was almost like Instagram, where it's like, "Oh, whatever." She as long as she didn't promote it. Like if you found it, great. But other than that, it's like, okay, whatever. Like it's like an Instagram account. I'm going to post some stuff. And then as more stuff started to get released, all of a sudden WWE got a little uncomfortable, and uh, that was the end of her run. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> uh, man, she's my favorite follow on Good Karma Wrestling on, on Instagram. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez Louise, guys. Yes. I mean, does she really need the WWE after all this? Not at all. Nope. Again, she made a million bucks. I doubt she was making a million bucks a year in NXT. She made a right. million bucks in December. I mean, and she didn't rule out wrestling again. Like, I don't know. Like, she definitely improved. Like, she's a success story in terms of NXT, I think more so than really anyone. Like, she improved in the ring, but yeah, I don't know if she needs pro wrestling anymore. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> That's something. She doesn't. She doesn't need wrestling. I mean, no. what she's doing is is fantastic. And so she, she, she I, if I'm her, less bumps and more pictures and more videos. 
You're making yeah. money. What's the point? Making a lot of money. Not just making money. Making a lot of money. Yeah. What's the point? Like, I, I wouldn't bump another minute in WWE. I would not do it if I'm going to make that kind of coin. What is what is WrestleMania where you can make that kind of money? That's not good. <laughs> right? Be in the Royal Rumble and be out in two minutes or make money just showing off your body. Elsewhere in the WWE world, they announced this week SummerSlam will take place at Ford Field on Saturday, August 5th. First WWE event at Ford Field since WrestleMania in 2007. First SummerSlam in the state of Michigan since 1993. And GKW will be there. <laughs> only, only reason why is because it's, it's a short drive for me and Gabe. That's oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's it. Just drive right over, right? Yeah. Just down. Just I just got to go down and around the lake, and then boom, right over there in in Detroit. Um, yeah, four hours away. I'm curious to see what what it's going to be like. Um, they've Detroit's got a tough act to follow. Nashville, I thought, killed it last year with the crowd that they had. The arena, the environment seemed to be great. Um, Ford Field, it's going to be a little bit bigger. Um, certainly, I mean, that's more of a WrestleMania type venue, you know, cause, mm-hmm. um, the football stadium in Nashville, a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm definitely curious to see how it sells. I mean, I, I'm excited cause it's like, like Jay Hood said, it's in the Midwest. I'm not getting a WrestleMania in Milwaukee anytime soon. So Detroit <laughs> is <laughs> Detroit's about as, you know, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take going to, to Detroit to be able to see, you know, SummerSlam. You kid, but actually Milwaukee should have a WrestleMania. It it should. So honestly, and again, this isn't just because this is my event. I think American Family Field, because they've been going baseball stadiums, the fact that it's got a dome, I think AmFam could do a a Royal Rumble. There's no question. So Because it's the same situation. In Detroit, you know what they're looking for? They're looking for everybody to travel to Detroit and also the Canadian market. They'll come in, right? Because that's an easy drive uh, from, from Canada, from Ontario and other provinces is to get right into Detroit. It's easy to get there. So um, I don't see why Milwaukee can't have one. I've always wondered why Milwaukee should be able to have a major event because it will sell out. It, it will. Mm-hmm. They may not do well for Dynamite but, but they, <laughs> but, at Panther Arena, but they will get it done, though, at AmFam, I believe. And finally, in news and notes, WrestleMania weekend approaching. That means uh, more wrestling shows popping up. Impact and New Japan announced a co-produced live show will take place in L.A. Thursday, March 30th. few matches already announced. Speedball Mike Bailey versus Will Ospreay. Impact World Champion Josh Alexander versus Kushida. And friend of the show, Jeff Cobb, takes on Moose. Oh, meaty men slapping meat. Yeah. (laughs) Moose. Um, <laughs> that'll be a quick match. I guarantee you that it's going to be less than five minutes on that one. But those are really bangers. Now the question is, and I'm not putting you on, on the spot, bros. I just want to know what venue does Impact have? It's got to be a little teeny tiny event in Los Angeles. Is it El Segundo, or is it going to be? Uh, I believe it is LA. But yeah, you just find a small place. There's plenty of uh, opportunities to wrestle in LA that weekend. If we find a way to LA, Jay Hood, you have to go to that show as our Impact reporter. <laughs> oh. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Or Jeff you could Cobb just will be so happy or, to see you. Hey, you could just blow it off the way that Brian Rowich blew off his assignment <laughs> this week. He was supposed to have a book report yes. on NXT Vengeance that happened over the weekend. And guess who didn't watch NXT Vengeance? Totally forgot it happened. Also, Jay had the Globe Theater in Los Angeles. But yeah, completely forgot oh. about Vengeance or Vengeance Day, whatever they want to call it. So my bad on that and all the millions and millions of fans waiting for the NXT uh, book report there. 
that's a bad job by you. The idea that you don't do. We asked you one thing. You had one job, bro. It's, you had one job. Me and, Mandy, me and Mandy are mad at you that you did not give us the book report on Braun Breaker's heavyweight title match. My apologies to Braun and Grayson Waller for I'm sure it was a great <laughs> <Grayson Waller. laughs> <laughs> at least you're at least you're man enough to apologize yeah. when you're wrong, Brian. I appreciate that. I, We've reached that. Yeah, I heard. So what was? The, do you do you hear anything about? I heard that that match wasn't great. The first match was good, and then there was a lot of filler in the middle. Is that what happened? I heard? Good things about the opening matches. Yeah. So Wesley versus Dijax, and there's something else. So like that's the thing. Like there's no buzz about it to even remind me. Like oh yeah, that's happening. Like, even after the fact, there was nothing like, oh, I want to go watch that. I forgot. Like, this is sort of what it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's strike one. Just know that yeah, you're on I probation know. going yes. forward. Boys, what was your match of the week? I uh, mean, I well, think you got to go last night. I mean, there's plenty to choose from there. Brian versus Roost was a pay-per-view quality match. Like, I don't quite understand the storyline aspect and why Brian's already achieved the goal. Like, what about the next two weeks? But that match was really good. MJF versus Takesha was really good. And I feel like that was MJF sort of saying, look, I can go. Like that top rope spot, that was impressive last night. Yeah, I, I that, so I agree. Roosh, Danielson, fantastic. I really enjoyed the opener, uh, despite the finish probably not being what J-Hood wanted. And I understand why you don't have that guy if you're trying to build him. He can take a pin, but... Losing via tap out, via, losing via submission, there's just a there's another level to that, especially as a baby face where you don't want him tapping out. Um, but I enjoyed it, man. Those two those those two guys can go, and Takeshita because he can go is going to continue to be over. Granted, you now you we thought they were finally doing this last week where they gave him a victory. Okay, now you got to build them up. Well, okay, now it's a false start. You actually have to build this guy up. He can't just be a guy that can wrestle and lose all the time. Or he becomes Dolph Ziggler. Hmm. MJF, top of the card, starts the show. Mm -hmm. And he has an interview segment, and he's doing commentary, and he's going after Brian Danielson. Uh, so and you still get 900,000 fans watching? Huh. Maybe Gabe yeah. was right. He might Maybe. take a lot of the blame on this. Like, there was a lot of him last night. Like, what was that four segments of MJF last night and really bad mm. number? Not the draw he should be. Not the draw he yeah. should be. Okay, Gabe. Hey, I, I love I love Gabe just, just, just washing his hands of MJF <laughs> the other day. That was amazing. How quick was that? <laughs> that was huh. quick. Huh? It was quick. Got to put the championship on him. God, I mean, he'd be a crazy heavyweight champion. Huh? <laughs> You can't crack a – the champs on there three or four times can't crack over 900,000? Okay. Um, Danielson against uh, Roosh was amazing. And Danielson's asking for a death wish. And that's his match. Yes. That's his kind of match. Lay it in. Roosh doesn't sell. Good no. God, man. <laughs> you don't so – so Danielson, guys, go back and watch this match. Roosh is laying it in like it's New Japan. Yeah, Gangs was given that light WWE stuff. I don't know if you noticed, like going from corner to corner, those leg lariats. Ah, eh, it didn't have the same effect as Roosh doing that stuff. He was laying it in. Some and of those the, elbow shots on the outside, oh. it was like a tight shot on Brian's face, and I was like, "Oh no!" Like he, oh. I don't know if he should be doing this. No, and so I, so in the back of my mind, concussion. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 
I'm thinking about the concussion. I'm like, how will you survive this? Blood just gushing from the side of his face. I'm like, oh my god. And Roosh doesn't sell anything. Doesn't sell anything. His face Even doesn't. The three explode. count. He rolled oh out after god. the three count. He's like, all right, thanks guys. Oh my god. Didn't sell anything. But uh, it was a great match. I really enjoyed that match. That was my favorite match of the of the week. By the way, but, by the way, this is yeah. why. This is why they can't let Danielson do this until the pay-per-view. All right? Like he Touché. keeps yes. he keeps trying to up himself. <laughs> you gotta save the man from himself. Like, who knows what he would have tried to do like next right. week had you let him continue to try to do this? Who knows? However, bad booking. So now we gotta wait for three, four weeks. How long right. we gotta wait? Another month? So what happens uh, with MJF and, and Brian Danielson? We have Is- three more dynamites before revolution. Okay, so what are we seeing? Right, so that's why you do this leading into the pay per view, not leaving a three week gap. So you don't see what I mean. Like so, bad booking. Cedric Alexander against and uh, Shelton Benjamin against uh, Team Shush. Uh, yes, I, solid, solid, solid tag team match. Solid. I like well, what again, I saw. It, and that's where Chad Gable comes in, man. Like Chad mm-hmm. Gable, it is under. I, I don't say he's underutilized, but he's underappreciated for his in-ring work in WWE. I'll say that. He's underappreciated for that aspect of what he is because they found a great character for him and put him on television all the time. But he can get in the ring, and then he can sell his ass off and put on good events. I will say coming out of that match, I know it's a slight, slight chance, but I left it thinking, wow, it would be really cool if Cedric and Shelton get a Mania moment and win some tag titles. Uh, Yes, yes. But not holding my breath on that. Um, the, the, just one little last, my very, very last thing, the elite against AR Fox and top flight. And you know where I'm going with this, bro. So, but I'll tell Gabe. So the reason why that, that, that may not have been like a five-star match from the elite, like you normally see, but did you notice the finish? AR Fox could not be pinned by the one winged angel. He could not be pinned by some great move by uh, the Young Bucks. It took like a, a My Star Cradle to, for them to beat AR Fox. That actually put AR Fox over. He didn't take like this big thing. That it, It's a little nuance, but, you know, Omega kept trying for that one wing angel and it kept trying to pin him. And it took a, a roll up to beat AR Fox. So it actually puts AR Fox over like, man, he kicked out at two a whole bunch of times, but took a little something to finally get the pin. So that's actually good for AR Fox in that spot, who I'm not necessarily over the top about, but I think they put him over in that situation. Yeah, I mean, he's he's somebody that keeps popping up and seems yeah. to be fun, but I, I need more of a direction for him and his character. There's yeah, a lot there. I mean, there is TK's no character at this point. No. TK's, I think there's some potential there. TK just got to tap into it somehow, yep. which flip the coin. Who knows if he will or not. <laughs> what, what about your match of the week? What, what's your match of the week, pal? Did you give it? Yeah. Yeah. I said that I, I went with Takeshita and MJF to, to lead off last night. I, I just really enjoyed that. And again, it was the, the spot that the spot off the top row where MJF landed on his feet was spectacular. Did yeah. not see that coming. Thank you, Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman, for the pro- the promo segment of the year so far. Thank you yep. for that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. We're still, well, we're building towards Elimination Chamber. We're building towards Revolution. So many things going on. And, of course, we'll talk about it all again next week right here on GKW.